Uh, it's Triple M's homegrown right around the country, 52 stations and on the brand new listener app. This is a treat for us. An incredible career so far from Jindabyne to the world. Multiple Arias, APRA nomination, Country Music Awards as well. You love this. Give me tonight, and he's back. I know this was gonna be the last kiss, last time I ever held you like this. So catchy, so good. New album, Acres, is out in May. I'm joined by the one and only Mr. Brad Cox. How are you, Legend? Oh, man, after that intro, I'm bloody fantastic. <laughs> hey, tell the Triple M family what you're doing right now. Oh, mate, I just drove me buggy back to the shed to get out of the wind. We've <laughs> got a cyclone up here in central Queensland, but I've just been moving some cows, my friend. We fly out this afternoon for a showdown in New South Wales, so I thought I'd better move my cows so they're on some fresh tucker for the weekend. That's so funny, man, because I feel like people, before they get on a plane to do shows, might get up, take it easy, have a coffee, but you're literally on the land, like, working hard before you get on that plane. Oh, man, look, sometimes it's a little bit too much. I was sitting on a digger all morning this morning <laughs> fixing my driveway. Yeah. And now I've got to go and restring some guitars and go and tend to be a rock star tomorrow night. <laughs> I was going to say, man, it, might be, it must be cool to have that balance, you know? Like, when you're not doing music, you know, you're doing something completely different, you know? I guess that makes the kind of dynamic and music more special when you get to do it? Oh, definitely. That's actually why why me and my partner Sammy moved up here to Queensland, mate. We got we got a bit of dirt here and a few cows and whatnot. And, you know, for the last 10 years, every decision or cent that I've made yeah. um, has all gone back into music. And it's nice to finally, after that many years, you know, be in a position where we can own or, or you know, caretake yeah. something that uh, that is away from music, which just, you know, it puts so much more energy and, and joy and, and um, fun back into you know, being on the road when you get to come home somewhere like this. That's true, man, because it is, it's such a gear change, isn't it? It's literally, you know, and it can be good to kind of detox when you can be, when you're touring, you know, and to kind of be out doing your own thing during the day, it's important. I mean, do you find uh, inspiration for songs and stuff when you're, you know, hanging out during the day? You get any song ideas? Oh, definitely, man. I'm always yelling at my phone just by myself and notes and ideas and, you know, humming melodies and stuff (laughs) like that. Yeah. so, yeah, look, if anyone was watching what I was doing, they might think I was strange, but you know what, I, <laughs> I, I am strange and I'm okay with it. What's the hardest thing about owning uh, land and, and looking after cattle that, you know, the average Joe like me might not understand? Oh, mate, there's just constantly something to do. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's the beauty and the curse of it is there's, uh, yeah, there's no um, there's no no rest. So last year we were, you know, coming home on a, on a Sunday night or a Monday night and, Tuesday was farm jobs. Wednesday was repacking, and back out Thursday. There's not yeah. a lot of, um, you know, there's not that 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 day where you just get to chill out when you're doing stuff like this. But you know what? Yeah. That's um, that's why we love it. We're actually just switching up a few things now to enjoy that one day a week a little bit more. We're yeah. downsizing the place a little bit. Um, still having the same same concept and same attitude towards it, but just downsizing a little bit so we can, you know, enjoy it a little bit more rather than just coming home and feel like we're working again. Awesome, man. Um, well, yeah, we were just yeah, that's how we ended up here. Awesome, man. We were just saying, you know, before we are. Uh, press record you know you had a busy you know second half of last year you know you did a lot of regional touring around 30 shows and you finished it off with the capital city run um how did you go playing those shows man we've kind of gone from zero covid to you know really kind of back out there how, how did you find the adjustment well to be honest man i didn't have much of an adjustment man myself and sammy my partner went out and shit, i think we did i probably can't swear but i just did no, um it's all right i think we i think we did maybe 60 solo shows through the nice second half of covid there um and at one stage, I think there was a good chance we were the we were the only ones in the in the industry actually actually touring, not just doing a one-off twenty-person gig, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So we kind of went from that 
to having like a couple months off, then back back into it, you know. So mm. I suppose you could say just by, you know, the right place at the right time, we've been very lucky that we, um, you know, we kind of have worked as much as we can. Nice. Uh, the last few years, mate. So it wasn't too much of a of a gear shift, but uh, as I said, we're downsized. It's still a lot of work, so that's why we're downsizing a bit of the operation here on the farm. So uh, yeah. so yeah, it was always going to be a test run last year to see if we could fully operational the farm and, and tour, and the answer is yes, we can. Right. It's a lot of work. What, <laughs> what was it like kind of being one of the only musicians to be able to tour when, you know, everyone else was kind of stuck? You know what? It was very strange. It forced It forced me to kind of... You know, go back to square one, just yeah. an acoustic guitar and obviously very little outlay on costs um, going back to solo stuff. And Sammy, Sammy and I kind of didn't live anywhere and packed up the packed up the car. And oh, did you? From a, yeah, man, we jumped borders a few times when we had the opportunity and all that kind of stuff and Whoa. rerouted and whatnot. But um, I think being the only ones out there, we felt very, we felt very lucky, very privileged. That mm. um, again, you know, like it was just a situation that we were in a rental. The lease was up. We ended the lease, packed the car, got it, you know, got a storage container, and packed the car and hit the road, you know. Yeah. Um, which a lot of people obviously didn't have that that um, opportunity. So I felt very privileged for that. But from a from a reception and a, and a point of view from the fans, mate, they were stoked because obviously yeah. no one had been to it either. So. We found it, you know, they were very supportive, man. The fans like buying lots of merch and, and music, which, as you and I know, it uh, that's where that's where it matters the most for for artists is yeah. the t-shirts. You know? So, um, yeah, man, was we, we felt all the love, and it was yeah, we we, we, we made it quite successful, which was which was uh, yeah, really cool. Dude, I love all your merch range. I feel like it's enough to almost open your own shop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, look, like you got everything I'll- covered. I've been blessed with a uh, with, with quite a quite a last name, you see, that has many options. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm I'm, ca- I'm currently working on alarm clocks. <laughs> clocks. Yeah, I think that'll be yeah, a good one. Man. Uh, <laughs> oh, dude, that's so cool. Hey, um, tell me, how how did you find the Capital City shows towards the, the back of you know last year? Oh, dude, look, just just next level, eh? Yeah. Like we've we've been playing those four or five hundred cap rooms for a few years now like mm. we kind of ended there before covid and then did that other run and oh honestly man i could do that for the rest of my life and be stoked like you know yeah. those club rooms are fun but then you you kind of step up into those theaters like we were doing thousand cap in in uh brisbane and melbourne nice. Cambridge, which is you know an institution and yeah and, and sold them all out and you know that getting up to those theater levels it's just it's just totally different ball game man different facilities you know different crew all of a sudden all of a sudden, we were standing on the stage in Brisbane with a thousand people, and I went, "Oh, this is the support act that we did." Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, five, yeah. Five years ago, that we wondered whether we'd ever have the chance to do that ourselves. You know, I mean, like, um, I, I think it's a no-brainer for me. Like, obviously, like, I, I think your songs are really catchy, really well written. The production's great as well. But the other thing is, have you noticed a shift towards popularity with country music in Australia? You know, we've seen other acts like you know Casey Barnes doing really well. Um, you feel there's a, there's a shift at the moment? Oh, definitely. I think the shift's been going on for a long time, and I just think agreed. Yeah, I, I think that the broader population is um, finally kind of coming to terms. You know, yeah. I, was listening, I was I was somewhere the other day and listening to Zach Bryan, one of the Zach Bryan song in the middle of Sydney in a taxi or something on the yeah. day. Going, what is going? I, I used to get bullied <laughs> at school for listening to this yeah. shit. Mate. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is not a bad thing. You know, it's not a bad thing at all. It's only it's only good for us as artists, and I think it's great yeah. for the industry and. And uh, I think slowly, slowly that um, that small stigma around country music is is slowly um, 
pulling away. You know? Oh, big time. Well, look at Luke, Luke Combs, got the hottest ticket in the country, mate. Yeah, you know? absolutely. No, I couldn't agree more, man. I think it's so exciting. I've been a fan of country music for ages, and it, it is, it's so cool, man. I, you know, to see people, you know, really embracing it and, you know, hearing it more on the radio too, I think that's a big thing. So with Acres, with Acres man, uh, when was the writing for this album? Was that when you were kind of doing, uh, you know, the, this bulk of touring towards the end of last year or you're on the farm this year? Oh, man, it's honestly, it's been everything. Yeah. Everything, all through COVID. Um, I know we're talking about my album, but more than Wallen just announced a bloody 40-song album or something, you know, and everyone's going, it's too many. It's like, well, we sat at home for two years, pal. What, what did you think we were doing? <laughs> yeah. You man. know? Yeah. So that's what, yeah, kind of a lot of it came from that. A lot of it was written um, on Zoom over uh, a few dudes in Australia, but mainly mainly some mates in Nashville that, um, yeah, just jump on Zoom. Nice. They were drinking beer at five in the afternoon while I was having a coffee and we'd write a song. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. And then I had a couple, a bit of an opportunity to um, write with some guys in Brisbane. One of the songs I wrote got Ian Moss singing on. Yeah, right. Oh, no uh, way. Which is, yeah. So Moss has got to start on the, on the new album, which I'm, just super excited about. He's oh. um he's the guy. He's just the Isn't man. He, man? You know? It's a privilege to watch him play, and I was I was just so stoked to kind of you know actually hang out again with all this COVID stuff. Yeah. You know, I got to hang out in the studio with him. You know, we became friends. We went out and had a beer, and you know what I mean. Like actually got to got to you know get to know the guy as yeah. well. Which was, you know, if it was twelve months ago, who knows? You know, we might have two phone calls. He sung on the song and never mm. seen each other again. You know, like so it's it's uh, yeah, it was such a privilege to be able to. Hang out with Mossy and and uh, I hope we get to sing it together one day on one of these festivals we're on together. Oh no doubt, man. When when I think like when you work with someone in the studio, you always take something away and and you learn something from them. Working with Mossy, what was one thing you kind of you know took out of you know working and seeing him in the studio? Um, man, I don't. I think for me, like when when we first got in the studio, like I'm a, I'm a weird guy, man. Mossy's a weird dude. He, you know, he's in yeah. the biggest rock and roll band in Australia of our you know of our and our parents' generation. Yep. Um, um, so it was all kind of weird, but you know what? It just it, it took a couple of hours to kind of get to know each other and settle Big in. Time. But straight away, man, walked in the room and started noodling on the guitar. Like that was his yeah. that was his life. You know, you could see every situation never been in if he had a guitar in his hand just watched his fingers go up and down and up yeah. and down you know that was it just felt at home and i went i want people to know that i do that in some aspect you know, yeah. but you know I'm, i was i just watched him going that that guitar makes him feel like ian moss makes mm. him feel him and uh, and i can i can feel it too you know it was really cool yeah that that's a real privilege to kind of be able to kind of sit back and just and watch him do that and like you said like i mean the amount of, you know, things he's penned. It's, you know, it's Australian musical history in a way. So, yeah, man, that's really super cool. Uh, dude, these, oh, yeah. these gigs you got coming up, they're pretty fun, man. I don't know too much. I don't know too much about the Dittman. What is it? Dittman Bucking Bulls. Can, have you, uh, do, do you know anything about Tell I don't us. know too much about it, mate, but the first musical kind of gig they've had out there, this, um, this, I can't remember his name. I met him a few times. When, this fellow went and built a... Um, like a rodeo arena or a bull arena, oh. called it the bull pit, and then uh, obviously Randy Hauser and and Kip Moore out here for for CMC, and they must have put two and two together and went, we'll we'll put something on, and nice. I think it's selling really well up there, and and um yeah we got we got a start and I've toured with Randy Hauser um mm. a few years ago when he was out here, nice. um, and I'm, I'm a massive massive fan. He is uh he's very much well he's not underrated at all, but he sings like a champion. Yeah, he's actually a really great guitar player and. And a great, um, great dude, and, and awesome to watch live. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be a big gig up there, I think. Oh, gonna, 
six or eight thousand people. So yeah. it'd be great. Absolutely, people can camp all weekend. You can do glamping as well, and you know, buses running from Mackay, Ellie Beach. Yeah, it's going to be absolutely massive, man. And then you've got uh, you've got meat stock in Melbourne as well. Oh man, I love those guys. Oh, we that looks fun. I think we did Toowoomba in Sydney last year. We're doing Toowoomba in Melbourne this year. Nice. Um, the, the guys that put that on are just world class. They're um, they're actually they're the kind of promoters that. I kind of get to my stage and they're becoming friends. You know, love I've got their numbers on my phone. We catch up for beer and I really love, I really love that. I love watching and hearing yarns of, um, you know, really successful acts that, uh, yeah. you know, the promoters, they, obviously they pay their bills, but they're also good, good friends. And uh, I feel like I'm getting to, getting to that point with the meat stock guys. They always look after us so well. And, and um, yeah, Melbourne's going to be big and Toowoomba will be massive. It was huge last year for the first year and, and they, uh, yeah, they've brought it back and I think it's going to be, going to be big. I feel like out of any kind of festival, and you'd know, it'd be the one yeah. festival where you don't want to stock up beforehand on the food before you play, man. I'm looking at the food that's available here. That is, uh, <laughs> you'd want to go easy on that before the show, eh? It's pretty wild. Actually, here's a good yarn for you. The first the first time we played me stock, they, they, they served us in the backstage area, buddy. Vegan, <laughs> vegan burgers. And I I actually, I said, and I was like, right, oh, no, come on. This is, uh, <laughs> we, we, we were stoked to be here because obviously it's a gig, but also you're telling me there's brisket and ribs. <laughs> Why am I eating a jackfruit pulled pork and vegan cheese? <laughs> sort it out, guys. Cram it. Cram it on. Coming back. Oh, man. Hey, dude, we're, we're so excited, man. These shows you got coming up, the brand new album. It's super cool. I've just got a quick game I want to play with you before I say goodbye, all right? Before you get back to oh, the that makes That makes me nervous. No, no mate, it's super. No, it's super easy. Here we go. On Triple M's Homegrown with Matteo, it's time for... Uh-oh. It's my party or dinner. Now, this is called Right Party or Dinner. So these these bands are taken completely at random. I'm going to play three acts. You can either write a song with them, you can party with them, or you've got to take them home to dinner. All right? Okay. All right. So yeah. you can pick completely at random. The first one we got. Night, so All right. First artist, we got Elton John. The second artist. Aerosmith. And the third... Oh, it's Mossy's, mate. Jimmy Barnes. So Brad Cox, right party or dinner with Elton John, Aerosmith and Jimmy Barnes. Who are we doing with what? Well, first of all, I'd like to write party and take to dinner. Um, <laughs> El- Elton John, I just went down to Sydney to see show and it was phenomenal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I think, I think I would write with Elton. Yeah. Um, I think I would party with Aerosmith because, you know, Yep. Look, if that was your last day on earth, that'd be pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and obviously, uh, what was the third one? Jimmy. Take, uh, take, take, go and have a couple of beers and a steak with Jimmy. Awesome. Awesome. Great answers, man. Uh, Brad, man, it's so exciting to chat to you again. I'm so glad everything's going well. Uh, new music sounds awesome, man. And looking forward to you, you know, coming to Melbourne and meeting you in person at Meatstock. Yeah, bro. Come along. We'll smack a couple of ribs and a couple of gold cans. No vegan. No, look, hey, I'm all about it. Just not at Meatstock. No, I'm with you, mate. I'm with you. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I, get, I get what you're throwing down. We're not against it. It's, yeah, yeah. it's just, no, we I want some meat. It. Yeah, bro. It's good to chat. 